11.50 a.m., 101.7 FM, WDEL. Wilson Summers is an extraordinary composer. You likely know that name from Mass for the Homeless, which has become such an extraordinarily uh, popular and meaningful composition, as well as so many different performances, that it is now its own uh, nonprofit organization. Wilson's on the phone as uh, just... I, I just I just find your compo- your compositions to be stunning and an on par with with anything I've ever heard as somebody who uh, is not really educated in this as you know, but your works have been uh, has been championed and uh, extolled you know, really th- throughout uh, the United States, and here you are just as guy in Delaware uh, teaching at uh, Tattnall from which you've retired now, and I'm glad to have you on. Thank you, Wilson. Thanks, Rick. Uh, I'm here with my wife, Joan, and uh, we're really honored and privileged to be on your show today. Joan, thank you for being on. Uh, thank you very much. We're happy to be here. I just played a little piece from Requiem for 9-11, Psalm 100, and there's more as well. Uh, there's also narration here, Joan, and I understand that you're doing some of the narration. Tell us about that. Well, it's uh, previews to most of the sections, of which there are 12 sections. And I will be reading along with uh, the Reverend Derek Knox. And there are some scripture and um, other that lead into each work, making them just a little bit more um, explained and set up for the musical work itself. Let's get to that explanation. So, uh, so Wilson... Um... Requiem for 9-11, of course, uh, it's a mass for the dead. What was your thinking process when, when uh, you, as a, as a musician, were thinking about doing something for 9-11? I mean, what was it that struck you, and what was the impetus? I was drawn into this project by one degree of separation. Uh, one of my choristers at the Tattnall School lost his brother in the South Tower that day. The same brother, there were three boys, the same brother lost his younger brother 11 months earlier in a boating accident. And the youngest brother's name was Teddy Cessna. He was a close friend of our son Tyler's. In fact, Tyler was the last person to speak to Teddy before he died on the boating accident. So I, it was just, it, it was, uh, I was swept into it. And what's the first thing you did? Wow. Um, well, the real inspiration came when we saw the article in the paper, I think it was in January, about the opening of the uh, observation uh, deck that they had cleared and made available to the public. So we got in the car and went up and just did it impulsively after reading it in the paper. And it changed our lives. Um, Wilson, of course, and I were very close to, to the family that lost their son. And our daughter, our oldest daughter, lived outside New York and saw the devastation in her town um, of the, the dads that died in the tower. And um, But when we... But we were changed uh, when we left that place that night. And our older son was actually working in Manhattan and came up out of the the subway, and it was totally quiet, and he actually saw the second plane go into the second tower. 
Oh, my gosh. So it was close to us, um, but it was also that Wilson is so moved, and, and I have been with Mass for the Homeless, to to react to to something that's happening uh, nationally, globally, community-wise with music and by writing, um, in my case, words, uh, in Wilson's case, uh, the music. And he heard, he heard music, and he knew he had to write it. First piece that I heard was the Pia Yezu uh, was originally a soprano solo. In this new version, it's going to be a soprano duet. But the the thing about music, Rick, is that it really transcends our experience as human beings. And one of the things that I just felt that I was called to do was to write uh, a work that offered a message of hope for for all humanity in the face of all of our trials. Uh, we are an incredible country, but we have, in our history, have always, as Americans, had the ability to respond to adversity. And I would say that our response to adversity is what defines us as Americans. And you go back to all the history, um, and I can outline many, many examples, but it's it's just that, that you know, our, for our parents, it was December 7th, 1941. For us, it was 9-11. Understand. Uh, P.A. Sue, that's not the first time I've heard this. I, I, I think I've heard of this in, um, in some other productions. Edu- the P.A. Sue is a very famous set, uh, part of the Requiem Mass. Requiem, for those of you who, are, who aren't Catholic, it basically you can just trans, transpose the word and say remembrance. That's yes. what Requiem means. It means remembrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the P.A. Yezu in, uh, you know the name Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course. From, that's where, from that, the, that's what I'm thinking, uh, is that I remember uh, P.A. Yezu from uh, a composition of Andrew Lloyd Webber's, I think. That is correct. He wrote a requiem in honor of his father, who was his mentor and a musician uh, in London, and uh, very famous. In fact, that's also a duet, the, his, his setting. Uh, it was with Sarah Brightman and mm. a boy soprano, and they sang together and just knocks your socks off. Um, I, I hope my my new setting of the duet, which is to be premiered on Sunday, it's never been performed before, uh, will do the same. Okay, um, is that is it the same? It's not the same lyrics though. Yes, it is. Oh, it yeah. is. Okay, it, because it, it, it means it means kind Jesus. Uh, uh, grant us rest, dona nobis pacem, uh, grant us peace, uh, pia Jesu, uh, uh grant us peace. It's it's the same Latin text uh, from, the, from the Requiem Mass. Gotcha. Yes. So you say that there are 12 sections. What are some of the other things that, uh, that you've added to this as well, in, amongst the 12? Well, I'm going to pass the phone over to my wife. She's the one that, that came up with the initial idea. And since we are uh, celebrating um, the Jewish holidays right now, she came up with the idea of using the Shema. Um, yeah, I've, I've spent quite a bit of time in uh, studying scripture. And the Shema is the cornerstone of um, the, the Jewish tradition. And it is uh, from Deuteronomy 6. And it is uh, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this just has resonated as a way of life 
that if you uh, are kind and loving to everyone and you can show God's love to the world, then you are innately a giving, caring person. And as as being the cornerstone of the, the three uh, faiths that um, are Abrahamic, as my husband likes to say, rooted in um, the, the biblical Abraham, mm-hmm. um, it just is, it's, it's kind of vital to, and the fact that it's a requiem um, is declaring that you believe in God. The second phrase, uh, and love your neighbor by yourself, uh, was said by uh, the Lord Jesus, and he put those together, but the second phrase comes from Leviticus, and, and in the Episcopal liturgy, I'm an Episcopal musician for all my life, uh, there's, those two phrases are said, and then the next phrase is on these two commands, hang all the law and the prophets. And so what's really interesting and challenging about this piece is because, as you know, after the 9-11 attacks, we had a huge anti-Muslim sentiment in this country. And I had to really wrestle with that. And I was reading a book by the former uh, Secretary of State, uh, Madeleine Albright, and she pulled a verse from the Quran. I am not an expert in the Quran, but this particular verse really resonated with me. And it is the the text of the fifth movement uh, it, it, from the Quran. If the enemy inclines towards peace, do thou also incline toward peace and trust in God. And so this, uh, work, which you would assume is a Catholic mass work, has has uh, not only something from the Quran, but the Twelfth Movement is the finale, and it's subtitled "In God We Trust," which of course is on all of our currency. And um, uh, the choir and solace will sing "O oh, Beautiful for Spacious Skies," uh, which is uh, uh, America, the 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 song. Yeah, America the Beautiful. So. But 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 that was 2012. This is now 20. This is 11 years later, 2021. And I I really felt called that I had to write something else. Uh, Rick, are you familiar with the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church? His name is uh, Bishop Michael Curry. I'm not. Uh, you uh, you may have been aware of him when he preached the sermon for the wedding of. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Yeah, I'm one and, of those people who likes to stay away from that whole uh, uh, royalty discussions. and I'm not so much of uh, an Anglophile. As, a, and, uh, as an African-American cleric, he was invited to, to preach at their, yeah. their, at, at their, their service. And uh, I have a very dear friend who is a mentor in town. Uh, he's the Reverend Canon Lloyd Casson, who has been in... Episcopal circles throughout the world, and he's uh, really uh, what I call a living legend in in Wilmington today. Um, He recommended that I listen to that sermon, and the the key phrases that came out, and this last piece was inspired by Bishop Curry, it's, love can change the world, God's love is the way. Nice. When you think about yeah. that, where, where is our hope as 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 people uh, of 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 America, as, as as people of God, even those people who don't believe in God? Ninety percent of the people in, if if they're polled in this country, have, say they're in some way spiritual. They don't all go to church. Church church attendance has fallen off, you know, exceedingly high. It's about fifty percent than where it was in the nineteen fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. But but still, people acknowledge that there is a spirituality about who they are and 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 90% is a pretty high number for uh, for for our country 
and you know when we say in God we trust, and and those four words are they're they're even in the capital behind where the the, the speaker of the house sits mm-hmm. when, when when they're on TV. Those four words are there. So what is what what's that relationship? What I what I feel about this piece of music is that it, it, it's a it's a concert of hope. It's an opportunity for us to to uh, to regain uh, a moral compass, if you will, uh, for us to say that life isn't bleak as bleak as the media would have us believe. Yes, there are fires in California, and there's the pandemic, and then there's the there's you know people dying here, and of course we lost. 13 in Kabul last week, uh, but 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 America is is an idea, and everyone in the world still wants to come to these shores. We are the beacon on the hill, and the eyes of the world are upon us, always, and and always will be. I want to thank you for answering the question that I didn't even have to ask. This is what do you want to come from this, and you did that. Nice performance is going to be on uh, Sunday, September 12th. St. Holiness Catholic Church, 4 o'clock. Tickets are only 20 bucks each. Uh, Lori and I will be there. And then when we get together, you can talk about the royal families with Lori because she, she's extraordinarily knowledgeable uh, about that. But you know, the history you gave us uh, about Wilmington is really extraordinary. How many times have you performed Requiem for 9-11? This is only the second time, and the, this particular version is a it's a it's a a miniature a smaller version than the the original had a full orchestra and a large chorus, and we were at the Grand Opera House in November of 2012. And I have to before before I say anything else, I have to ex- express some gratitude to the, the promoters Susan and Pete Booker. I'm sure you know Pete because he was with you over there at WDL for many years. Pete is uh, Pete Booker is our Delaware legend. He's been involved in so many things, uh, so many enterprises, a lot of nonprofit and charitable organizations owe their existence and their continuation to uh, Pete Booker and uh, and the people he knows. Yes. Well, and I would have to say that Pete never leaves Susan out. They are they're a team. Well, Susan is actually the president of the board of Mass for the Homeless Inc. And Pete is our producer, but together they are Team Booker, and they mm-hmm. make a difference, yeah. as you said, in the Wilmington world and in our world for sure. Yeah. And um, the other person that's worked so closely, uh, particularly in the last year, creating this new smaller ensemble version is Joe Loudon, who is the director of music at three schools. At- St. Helena's, and he's also the director, uh, high school choral director at Padua, Salesianum, and Ursuline. And mm-hmm. and he, the the what's so cool about this choir is that it's all volunteer. They sound amazing, and he has students from those three schools plus his St. Helena's choir, and uh, it's it's just it's so inspiring. It's just incredible. The last thing I want to make sure we get in before because I know our time is tight. Uh, the beneficiary. Uh, Pete Booker found uh, Judy Campbell, uh, who is connected with the Gold Star Families of Delaware. She's the president yeah. of actually Gold Star Families. And Judy Campbell uh, will be uh, actually introduced by Pete at the beginning of the program, and will speak for three or four minutes about what Gold Star Families of Delaware is about. As you know, if you're a Gold Star family member, you've lost someone in the military. She lost two of her brothers in Vietnam, and she is so passionate about this project and this piece. 
Uh, and it's just an honor for us to be connected with her. And for those of you listening to WDL thinking, Pete Booker, I've heard that name. Yes, he started out at this radio station as a part-time DJ, worked himself up to becoming <laughs> not just manager of these radio stations, but also president uh, of the broadcast company uh, for many, many years as well. He's very, very well known in Delaware, especially uh, Wilmington, through uh, Rotary Clubs, Rotary International, and, of course, uh, Mass for the Homeless Incorporated. Also, uh, like, like I said, just... Uh, a number of different organizations as well. Now, I've read, uh, you know, Mass for the Homeless has has actually had a national impact as well. Requiem for 9-11, hearing what you want to do, the the relief, the hope that you want to bring people through this composition and performance, any uh, any thoughts, any ideas on bringing it to uh, a national level? I mean, here we are at the 20th anniversary um, of this. Anything to, to bring this onto a larger level? Uh, ab- absolutely. I, the, the, the great thing about this particular part of the journey is that it is now published on uh, J.W. Pepper, which is the largest music uh, publisher of choral music in the country, in fact, the world. And you can actually buy copies of it now under a program called MyScore. And uh, so, the, so the, 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 the project really is designed for people uh, to uh, be able to do in uh, small colleges, uh, large churches, uh, community uh, choirs. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a Philadelphia orchestra or a New York Philharmonic production. I mean, I have that, that, that was the, the, the scoring of the original version, but this version uh, is compact. Uh, it only has 13 instruments and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 really you know it's, it's once once we finish this uh, concert this weekend, I believe we're going to have a YouTube video that will go up, so pe- so people across the country will be able to see it, and then directors, orchestral as well as uh, choral uh, will be able to 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 engage it. Uh, when you asked about the twelve sections, two of the sections, uh, number three and number eleven, are totally instrumental. They're they're orchestral. And it gives the choir a chance to rest in between, and uh, as well as there are some some, some pretty spectacular uh, solo uh, passages for these five soloists who I'll mention very quickly. Uh, Andrea Brown, uh, Andrea Lauren Brown, has come back from Germany. She's been uh, she's a, D- a Delaware native. Her her parents are famous uh, uh, piano teachers. David Brown was at the university. Uh, and and at the music school of Delaware for for, for years, um, so she'll she's the the first soprano, second soprano is Courtney Ames, who was Lady Macbeth at the Grand Opera House a few years ago with Opera Delaware. Her husband Brian Carter is the uh, baritone. Uh, Charlotte Paulson is the mezzo, and she's been at Carnegie Hall and 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 actually been written up by the New York Times a couple of times. And then we have a young tenor by the name of Justin uh, Gonzalez. Uh, uh, they're all like really top-notch area uh, uh, singers, and we're, we're, uh, we're just honored to have them uh, p- participate in this. Before I go on anything else, I want to make sure that if you're listening, uh, the website to get tickets is Requiem, R-E-Q-U-I-E-M, Requiem911tix.org. Okay, tix.org, requiem 911 ticks. Uh, dot org yeah. twenty bucks for adults ten dollars for students and uh, and I'll be seeing you there thank you so much Joan and Wilson Summers really looking forward to this on Our Sunday pleasure.
Thank you. Thank you so much, Rick. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.